0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We, live. we live.
1: It's Locked On Hornets. We're finally here. It's NBA Draft Day. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. And it's the last time I'll have the chance to tell you in just a few hours to join live NBA's draft show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's NBA draft goat, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host, Rafael Barlow, On NBA host, John Corrales. They'll all be live this this year, covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021, and it's brought to you by built bar. You can get the local expert analysis on each pick. We're all going to be joining anybody that's got a pick that makes a selection in this draft. They will be appearing on the live draft show for maybe five, 10 minutes. However long the draft goat and everybody else will have us. I'll be there. If the Hornets pick 11, if they decide to trade back to 16 and 18 with OKC, maybe it's the Knicks. Who knows what they decide to do, but we'll get into all of that in a moment. And I'll get into that on the live draft show once it happens. Follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube today. Watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. How much do you love the draft, Nada? You know, Are you a it's fan? funny.
0: Like, I love the draft because it's NBA Christmas. The hope springs in news, home springs eternal with the NBA draft every single year. And as I've gotten older, it becomes one of those things where you realize, like, certain things, and I'm not going to be that party pooper at this point, but there are those, like, you start realizing that not every pick's going to work, but it allows you to believe in your team. And if you're a team like the Charlotte Hornets, where you just literally got the greatest Christmas present ever in LaMelo Ball just one year ago, then who knows what you build on. So this is like... Now it, it, it's like we got that really killer Lego set, and this is when, what happens when you get, like, the side piece to the really awesome Lego set. So you now, now you can accessorize a little bit. So that's what's kind of cool for me.
1: Yeah, that's back when side piece meant something different, right? The good old days of childhood, the fruit, (laughs) the hope bearing, the hope bearing tree actually gave us some fruit and it was sweet and it was tasty with LaMelo ball in the NBA draft just last year. I love it as well. Nada. I was such a huge fan and I used to be a bigger college basketball fan than I was an NBA fan. That's changed as the years have gone on, but I used to love North Carolina. I pulled for the Tar Heels through and through. It's just what I got. The two thousand. Final Four Heels team. They made it as an eight seed, Ed Coda, Brennan Haywood, all those guys. It's my first love of basketball. I always say that, along with the 2000 Finals appearance of the Indiana Pacers, Jalen Rose, which, by the way, there are three Jalens in this draft, basically because of Jalen Rose. It's like one of my favorite ongoing stories. And I also, by the way, want to raise my hand loud and proud alone in the living room where nobody can see me, but I'm doing it for myself. I was repping the Jalen Rose shirt while Everybody else had the Reggie Miller jerseys and shirts out there at Butler Basketball Camp and Indiana Basketball Camp. So thank you very much. I was repping Jay LeBreton. Do you want a built bar Kay. or
0: something for that? Do you want a uh, built bar? Would you like a built uh, gra- bar?
1: grasshopper cookie, as long as it's all covered in hundred percent chocolate, baby, that's what all of them are. And I would like to be repped, um, by built bar. So let's talk about the NBA draft. Love it. Absolutely. It's my favorite thing. Let's go. Best case scenario, worst case scenario. We'll talk about some of the rumors, the last thoughts on cup checks, comments, what we already know because Woj ruined Thank the party as early. Thank he's you. done it. Thank I mean, you. it's the earliest he's ever done it top three bang 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 we're gonna move right along and then we do have the player hater comps we were bad for not bringing it back last year but we do have it again here in 2021 we do have the player hater comps i'm gonna blame it on the pandemic okay yeah exactly i'm just gonna say
0: certain things got wiped away because of the pandemic this is just Mm -hmm. another one it's okay
1: Yeah. We brought it back though. I mean, we're, we're trying to move along. We're trying to bring things back to normal and normalcy means player hater comps are back. Best case scenario. Nada, what leaves you the most fulfilled when you leave the NBA draft, knowing what the Charlotte Hornets did? What does that scenario look like?
0: Kaminga is a Hornet. That's the best case scenario. Jonathan Kaminga leaves in a Hornets uniform with a Hornets hat on. That's the best case scenario. I, I'm sorry. Like I love Moses Moody, and that's probably a little bit more realistic. But if you're telling me that I you want me to have the best case scenario, it's Jonathan Kaminga.
1: Because yeah, and we operate base best case scenario based on realistic things you think could possibly happen. It doesn't have to be probable, right? That's yeah. not what and the best case scenario is asking.
0: I do think but it's you, realistic, right? right? I do think no, realistic. right? I hear you. Like That's the other thing. I really do think it's realistic now. It's not where I was like even a week ago. If Kaminga is in that 8, 9, 10 range, you got to ask. You got to at least ask and be like, hey, I know you want your guy, but we like this guy here. Go get an athletic freak that, mind you, already knows what the NBA is going to ask of him. So if you're going to tell me, best case scenario, It's Kaminga and it's not close.
1: Let let me ask if you put this caveat on it with the realistic expectations or not. Clearly, in any scenario, you get the guy you desperately want without having to give anything up. Is that included? Has Kaminga fallen so much where we've seen it a a lot of different places now? I'll admit Uh, you were faster to this party than I was on saying Kaminga is going to drop. I didn't think you'd get to like nine, but now it's like, yeah, Orlando at eight uh there's a possibility there so is there a possibility nada (laughs) that kaminga falls all the way to 11. let's just address it is there a possibility that he could fall all the way to 11.
0: no because i can easily see like there's a part of me that thinks that if it's between kaminga and a moody i think memphis goes moody i think memphis is now the fly in the ointment to as to where if new orleans was still there I'm not sure they're drafting Kaminga
1: You're saying he's top ten, bam. Like it doesn't matter if doesn't somebody matter. will jump the Hornets to it, get him. It, it yeah, it matter. just it,
0: again I gotcha. Because of where Memphis is, if Memphis ends up with Kaminga, yo, that's the best case scenario for them. And, but oh at the God. same yeah. time at the same time, that means you're probably picking between Kispert, Wagner, and Moody at eleven. And that's not necessarily a bad thing to happen to the Hornets either.
1: All right, here, here's my best case scenario before we take our, our, our first break. I, I've done the math, and I've tried to figure out if the Hornets could trade back and collect assets, let's just use OKC in New York as the benchmark. Are there enough players to be selected that I don't like in front of the Hornets where there are players realistically that would be there at 16 and 18 and maybe even further there when the Hornets are selecting? I don't think that's the case for New York. I do think that's the case for OKC, right? Like, that's just what we're dealing with when you're talking about even a two, three player difference. 16 and 18 is what OKC has 19 and 21. I believe that's right, is is what New York has. I don't have it in front of me, but so you're moving back a, a couple of spots if they work something out with OKC, right? Or if they just trade back in that general area of the NBA draft and they walk away with a. Zaire Williams Keon Johnson combo, my brain explodes, and you can't expect me on the Lockdown Hornets podcast tomorrow. You can't expect <laughs> me to do a live draft. Can't. I'm sorry. It's done. I, I've deceased, but I've deceased a happy man. If they get a Zaire Williams and a Jalen Johnson, I'm still extremely happy. An Usman Garuba and a Keon, right? Like we have a bunch of different combinations we can get to. So the this is what has to happen. You've got your top five going surely before the Hornets are going to be selecting and the top five, the new top five is Scotty Barnes. Now. Yes. Um, Kaminga Kaminga can be selected in my realistic scenario. Kaminga can be selected beforehand. I'm with you. I would love to walk away with Kaminga, yeah. but just in my scenario, this is my world. Kaminga selected, right? So that's a, that's a seven. Um, excuse me. That's a six book Knight, a seven Davion Mitchell, eight Sengun nine, it, like a Cam Thomas ten, can a Giddy get up there? Can a Trey Murphy get up there? See that, you know. See
0: that's where I kind of disagree with you a little bit because. But I, I know. But hey, this is my world. Yes, Let yeah. me live in my world Let for a second. Look,
1: yep. Kai Jones, Corey Kispert, like if all of those guys are taken before or around like the, you know, when, by the time we get to like 13, you know, when you can sprinkle in a a player that I like, right? Like that's too, that's, that's so perfect case scenario. It it wouldn't happen. But like, if you, you get what I'm saying, if enough of the guys that I don't like that are realistically there, Davion Mitchell Sangoon giddy, if all of them are selected, then yeah, that that's my perfect case. I, you know, a combination of my five, six guys that I like, you can get them 16, 18 and trade back. I think there's a realistic possibility that that could happen. Why do you not like my real? Uh, my my best case scenario. I
0: don't see any way in hell Davion Mitchell is drafted before fourteen.
1: Oh man, people love him, Nada. I do. I I mean, I me and you agree that I do, that we don't want Davion. That is not the national consensus. I mean, maybe you're right. I just I that's very strong of you to say there's no way in hell that he's going to uh, be taken before the 11th overall pick.
0: Yeah, like I I feel very very confident that. Davion Mitchell due to size is isn't going to like that's the guy I'm not sure like I'm fairly certain about certain guys not getting drafted at 11 Davion Mitchell uh, like drafted before 11 Davion Mitchell is very high on that list right now very very high there's a there's an order to this to and maybe we'll discuss it in next segment where the guys that you expect to be gone we can talk about this because quite honestly There's a lot of this that I feel very certain about, and there's a lot of this that, you know what? I'm not certain about, but I feel very confident about, too.
1: I was going to say you got sauces. You got the Woj sauces. Bring them to me, baby. it's not necessarily
0: Woj sources as much as it is, (laughs) like, I start, I start looking at drafts as fit and need and common sense. And granted, some of these teams don't necessarily operate in common sense. But
1: I was going to say, you're giving them entirely too much credit.
0: I am. But at the same time, there's some of this that just needs to make sense. And for certain teams, like Davion Mitchell doesn't make sense as a lottery pick because of size. Like he, all
1: right, let's uh, go let, ahead. Let,
0: let, let's keep, let, we can talk. We're already running too long as it is. Let's, let's take a break. Let's give people a think about it. Let, let them hear an ad or two, and then we'll go from there.
1: I'll just give them one. It's bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season. It's in full swing. The NBA draft is tonight before the next pitch before the next pick. Head over to Bet Online and use your laptop or mobile device, and you can check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website again or use your cell phone. It doesn't matter. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts, promo code LOCKED ON. We'll talk latest rumors, the things we know, thanks to Woj, coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets.
0: We said it Monday. They lost to the pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still a impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I like say. Kings, <laughs> of, Kings of Leon backup band, totally different.
1: It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. One of the rumors that are coming that's coming out, Nada, it's uh, Kai Jones actually did work out twice with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. I think I saw Dylan Jackson retweet and say Jeremy Wu confirmed it. I believe it was Chad Ford who possibly had that first, locked on's very own Chad Ford. Either way, you had Kai Jones work out multiple times with the Hornets. You know, when we talk about what's smoke screens and what's not. It doesn't mean that they're going to absolutely select a Kai Jones. It's not what it means at all. But it means that they like him enough to waste their time <laughs> to yeah. to evaluate him, right? And I don't want to use the word waste. Just use their time to evaluate him a couple of times. Um, so that's something that's going in. What is uh, the what? What are the chances that the Charlotte Hornets pick a big guy tonight with the 11th overall pick or? Maybe, you know, another first rounder if they happen to trade back or something.
0: That uh, Big man, like big man at 11, I don't feel com- confident about because I think Sangoon's either going to be gone or I don't think, even though I've heard rumors that they really liked his workout, but we know they like Kai. I feel like they think they can get Kai at 16. Like there's a lot of this that feels like this is a trade-down situation, and we'll, we'll get into that further. But if we're telling me at 11, big man, I, I would put that at maybe 33% because I think the only person they're not trading down for has to be Moody. I think if Moody's there, they draft him. If not, it's 16 and 18 Probably.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at these big guys, you know, we haven't dissected them as far as what maybe James Borrego was looking for because he's been void of it in his mind. The last three years, Bismack has not given him what he's wanted. Cody has not given him what he's wanted. So What does he want? I am Ryan Gosling yelling at James Borrego. What do you want? He's telling me it's not that simple, and I'm saying, yes. What do you want? What center do you want there, James Borrego? And I think what he's saying is he wants a guy that is very athletic and is defensive-minded, and if he can't uh, be defensive-minded, then he can shoot the three, or maybe you can have a both in this type of scenario. And Usman Garuba, as much as I love him, I don't think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to take him because of the small ball situation they're already comfortable with having PJ Washington run some small ball five. Sangoon ain't a defensive center like that guy's pretty bad defensively. It's why I want to stay away from him. Uh, if you talk about um, Isaiah Jackson, we're way too early for him, right? And and his steam kind of cooled off big time as we got closer to the NBA draft a Kai Jones just seems like he makes the most sense as to what James Borrego wants, nada. And I feel like there's a realistic chance that a very good one that he could be the pick there at eleven today.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think Kai Jones is a very realistic pick. I think the the only thing I worry about with him is, does he help you this year? And it's a conversation that, again, you've, you've heard, I've, listeners have heard me mention my dad before, but it's a conversation that I've had with my father. Going back and forth, how does a guy like Kai Jones help you this year when physically he's not going to be able to hold up to the position? So if this is going to be the pick, I understand it, but fans need to understand also this guy is going to spend a lot, and I stress a lot of time in Greensboro this year because physically I'm not sure he's ready for the pounding that the NBA is going to bring him.
1: Well, and just the understanding of defense. I mean, you know, when when I talk about Kai Jones's defensive ability, it's strictly that. It's ability to possibly understand rotations one day and then have the body to be able to cope and put on poundage. And I'm never worried about putting on weight for NBA players. I mean, you, you see it all the time, right? Like, and even if you don't, players can learn to adapt. So I I never truly worry about the size as much. It needs to be fixed, but you know, whatever. In some circumstances, I just think if, if they're going to draft the center at 11 or in the middle of the first round, I think Kai Jones is the guy that they're looking at more so than everyone. The two workouts tell me that the style, the, the body, the things that James Brego seems to value, I think all of that points to the direction of a Kai Jones. The one thing that would help us if you really don't want Kai or any center there, it's the fact that Mitch Kupchak has been adamant we're not going to reach for one. We're going to try to uh, draft the best player available. And we've seen them do that, at least in their mind, right? Like we've seen them just go ahead and take talent. It doesn't matter if they have miles bridges on the roster. They're going to take a PJ that was considered redundant at the time. You know, it it doesn't matter to them now that was at a different stage of their rebuild. You know, they had Kimba Walker at that time, even then, you know, it was still considered a redundant pick. I I trust Mitch enough. I think he is going to at least in his mind, take the best uh, talent available and not go after the first pick Absolutely.
0: I I totally agree with you on this. And it's one of those situations where I hope, like I trust Mitch to make the right pick because Mitch has yet to fail unless you consider Nick Richards. And again, even then, it's a second-round pick. But Mitch has gotten this right more often than not. So I'm not going to be the one that's going to be upset about this pick. Are there people that I'm going to be disappointed by if they draft? Davion Mitchell's come on down, but outside of that, like, I I really trust him. The only question I have is I, I just hope fans are prepared for this pick more than others to be much more of a developmental pick and to spend some time in Greensboro because other than that, I don't see how Kai jo- Jones helps you this year. But if you listen to this podcast for any length of time in the last couple of weeks— I don't think there are many guys in the, on this draft at all after 10 or 11 that do help you win games next year.
1: All right. This episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible For your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need, so why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and they have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil. They've even got new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today. Find your solution for your auto parts needs at rockauto.com. Go there right now. They've got parts available for your car or truck. When you go to their website, right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. It's the Player Hater Comps and a little bit of what we already know about the NBA draft tonight. Can't wait. We're coming back one more segment before the draft on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, "Oh, oh hell yeah." Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me, you're going to be singing the chorus to Billy Jean if you ain't careful and again i point to the lie yes i you're well yeah you're right this goes back to our first conversation there's yes a lot of babies does. being <laughs> exactly. had out there goodness gracious <laughs> <Exactly>. unexpected <laughs> ones, point ones to that the lies. it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast all right nada before we bring back the player hater comps mm-hmm. hate 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 we got to hate on Woj for ruining the first three picks. What do you mean, we? Now,
0: what do you mean, we? We
1: don't have to hate on him a ton. I don't hate him at it's, all. I it's not like this. we didn't know how this was going to happen a little, but we do know the first three picks of the draft as it pertains to Woj.
0: Like, here's the thing. There are people that are mad about this, but it's like this was nothing that we didn't already know. And the pageant, like, the big thing is, and I applaud the NBA for doing this with the draft, but the NBA has turned the draft, uh, which is a normal business meeting, into an entire event. And Woj seems to be one of the few people that understands this is a business meeting, there, is, there aren't really spoilers, and this is really ceremonial. So I, I applaud Woj for this because, again— he happens to be the Grinch that just warms the cockles of my heart. It really does. I enjoy that. So
1: yeah, that's because you're an agent of chaos. I, I knew yeah, you
0: would like. Yes, that. yes, I yes I am. Yes, I am. And also, you know what though? This is the other part. Woj is like, look, guys, this is how it's going to go. Let's see if these NBA because you know these NBA teams are like, oh, this is what it is right now. Let's get these deals going. And if they, and for a draft that. Vegas has at least six and a half. Again, the number for trades during this draft is at six and a half. If Woj is trying to basically spur these trades on as early as possible so that we know what's going to happen, especially for a team that may or may not be drafting at 11, I am here for the agent of chaos to spur some more of these trades on, baby, because clearly Woj has the over on the six and a half.
1: It feels like draft selections is cryptocurrency and Adrian Wojnarowski is Elon Musk. And all he's doing is saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. Now dance, puppets, dance. And then we see the market go based on strictly what Woj is saying and or what Elon Musk is saying. That's what it feels like. Now that we know, at least in the world, according to Woj, now what do you think about these three picks? We we knew Cade was going to go one. What do you think about Jalen going two, which isn't surprising, but... Evan Mobley considered the second best player in this draft by a lot of people. And so now Evan Mobley goes to Cleveland that might affect the Charlotte Hornets on their decision to keep a Jarrett Allen or not. I I think they're going to keep him, right. I don't think they're going to get an asset
0: for him. If he goes, there's going to be something received on the other end by Cleveland. Cleveland's going to do the smart thing and and tender him. And then someone's either going to have to give them a pick and, or do something in terms of making sure that he, again, Cleveland will be made hold no matter what, even if he's there.
1: Jalen Suggs probably goes four. Scotty Barnes seems like he goes five, right? Yes. That's our new five.
0: That's our new five, and the draft starts at five because we have no idea what Oklahoma City is going to do this year. We have none.
1: So when we talk about those talented players like a Cade Cunningham, you know, it's hard to compare him to somebody, but I've seen some comparisons to a, like a super sized Shea Gilgis Alexander or maybe. A Shea bulbus Alexander. <laughs> nice. If, he, if he's supersized SGA, then maybe he's a Shea bulbus Alexander, and that will lead us off. Of course, oh, I love of it. course, like I would do, I will lead off the player hater comps with the SGA reference on draft day. Evan Mobley, not a look. Yeah. I really like him, love him. Would have been the you talk about perfect scenario in pre-lottery world. Mm-hmm. We would have had those off chances actually taking place and giving the Charlotte Hornets the third overall pick. And as we see now, looks like Charlotte would have been able to take Evan Mobley with the third overall pick. Can you imagine? Oh, that's a dreamland I want to be in right yes, now. Yes, I would. Evan Mobley compared to a Christian Wood, or maybe a Christian wish I could. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean maybe Beautiful. he can be. Beautiful. But he's but he's better than a Jalen Green. Who's he, he's crazy bouncy. You know, he's got an ability to maybe be a decent shooter one day. a Nice playmaker. Maybe there is some ability there. So you could compare him to a Zach Levine. But if he's trash, you could just compare him to a Zach Latrine. Maybe you could do that.
0: Oh, geez. Toi- I love the toilet. How long have you yeah. been working on these?
1: Um, I'm not going to admit any time whatsoever. Anyway, Zaire Williams, my boy, somebody that we've compared him a lot to. It's a Cam Reddish. And I loved Cam Reddish coming out of college, despite some of the bad numbers at Duke, or perhaps you could compare him to a Cam Rubbish if he doesn't pan out. Oh, man. If we wanted to move on to a Davion Mitchell, uh, Drew Holiday, more like Poo Holiday. That one's that one's just lazy. I'm, I'm going to make fun of myself for that yeah, one. Yeah, that was um, corny.
0: That was kind of corny.
1: <laughs> you Corny. You corny. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, instead of being Nerland's Noel. Maybe like a nerland's no way in hell.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm these trying are to good. fit too many words. No, no, no. Into no. These.
0: You're, you're you're trying too hard on this. I got I got a few. I got a
1: few. Okay, go ahead, so, go ahead. If you've got some, I didn't know if you had any, but yeah, feel no, free no, to exactly. share.
0: Exactly. So Alperine Sangoon has obviously been compared to Enis Cantor. or more uh, like Enis can't play.
1: Uh yes, no, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, this Josh guy Enis can, can't. Yeah, Enis can't. More play. like Enis can play. Love it, Nada.
0: Then then there's also. Josh Giddy, who's been ter- compared to Evan Turner, or in other mm-hmm. words, Evan Turnstile,
1: like <laughs> that's that's good. Yes, that's excellent. And then we have I, I commend Thoneman, you for that one.
0: Who, who's mm-hmm. been compared to Danilo Gallinari, or most likely, Don't Nilo Gallinari. So we have those three.
1: Um. Or or what about this? What about a Danilo Gallisari? Is that okay? That's well,
0: even better it okay. works even better. See, this is, again, collaborative effort. The player-hater ball. And, and, and you know what? This is, I, again, you know what? This warms, again, this warms my heart. This is a I know very heartwarming episode because you know me. I like just wanton verbal slander as much as the next guy. So I love this. All
1: right, I've got a few more, Hopefully. and this one's lazy, too, but it's a good one. Josh Christopher, second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Some people can compare him to KCP. But to me, he's more like in Caldwell. Nope. That was just <laughs> lazy. I can't even get it out. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, great. oh God, um, <laughs> Matthew hurt. Also probably a second round pick out of Duke. We know him here in ACC country. People compare him to Channing Fry. Big guy can shoot it. I'm going to say more like Channing fried <laughs> done.
0: Calories, barbecue spike. chicken,
1: fried chicken. Uh, and then BJ Boston high recruit. Didn't have a good year at Kentucky. A uh-uh. little like Zaire Williams in that regard. He's been compared to DeMar DeRozan. Nah, man. More like DeMar DePozan. That's what he'd be like. All right, let's go. Let's and go off that one. BJ Boston. That, that, that'll, that'll do it. Your go. player <laughs> hater cops. We will bring you into NBA draft night. Can't wait. You know, Nada and I got you covered with the selection that the Charlotte Hornets will make tonight. Maybe it's multiple in the first round. There's going to be three. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about second rounders. We'll break that down tomorrow as well. Once we see who the second rounders are going to be for the Charlotte Hornets, we got you covered on anything they do tonight. And again, Go check out that live NBA draft show. We've got a crazy studio. It's like one of the biggest nights in Locked On Podcast Network history because we've got so many people involved somehow we were able to go get Chad Ford, who's the NBA draft goat, and then bring him in with our people, right? Like now we've got all sorts of the new people coming up, Chad Ford, the OG, Raphael Barlow there, John Corrales, all of us are going to be on that show who has any part of the NBA draft tonight. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Go check it out. You can also check it out on YouTube again, live NBA draft follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube, July 29th. That's today, 7 p.m. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow to break it all down. Have a great draft night. And once again, we'll see you tomorrow.